What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, Real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Today, we're going to answer a mailbag question, and we're going to look back on our summer 2022 hot takes on the season. We're going to see how good or how bad our predictions for the season were, and also talk a little bit about how a former Washington Wizard played in the Lakers versus Grizzlies game and what he had to say that kind of might have thrown some shade at the Washington Wizards. Let's get to it. Let's get started. You are locked on Wizards. Your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, so I guess we'll start about we'll, t- we'll start talking about the, um, the former Wizard. And then also I do want to talk about the lottery odds. There is supposed to be a coin flip on uh, Monday between the Wizards and the Pacers. We both finished tied for the seventh best lottery odds, but they figured that out. With a coin flip. Um, but yesterday, the Lakers, they played against the Grizzlies. Uh, Rui had a heck of a game. He had, what, 29 points? Uh, I think there was a stat where it showed the last player to come off the bench and score 25 for the Lakers in a playoff game was Magic Johnson. So for him to be in the same, um, you know, stat category, stat, category, stat, category, stat category with a future minority owner and Magic Johnson out of the commanders um, is, is very, very good for Rui Hachimura. But um, this is the quote that stood out to me. Uh, from yesterday after the game he says quote since I got here this team really believes in me it makes me very confident and comfortable end quote and I know a lot of people they may not care about Rui since he's not on the Wizards anymore but I I know on social media a lot of people are going back and forth about how things ended with Rui and the return that we got for Rui uh, Hachimura so uh, what were your thoughts on his performance and of course the return and the trade and and if do you think things could have ended differently uh, with Rui in D.C. In, anyhow, so, somehow. Of course, you know, the contract situation, they had to choose between Kuz and Rui, so we kind of knew how it was going to end. Man. <laughs> um, There's another egg in the face of Tommy Shepard, man. I mean, that's just another hit. You know, if you look at it, his comments kind of, you know, they say a lot, and you've we've heard these comments before with young players drafted by the organization. You know, we've heard, you know, comments, these, these type of comments were kind of intermeshed with Comments made by Kyle Kuzma, Spencer Dibbity. So this is not the first time hearing this. You know, it's just it, it continues to echo the sentiment that a lot of former players or even current players have about this organization, which is they kind of have tunnel vision when it comes to priority, when it comes to plays for players. You know, certain players are kind of pushing ahead of the line when it comes to, you know, I mean, it's, you know, as far as being a priority. And again, it just shows <laughs> the lack of vision, the lack of not knowing the roles for the, the personnel that you have in your organization. Now, I think that with Rui Hachimura, man, we failed him because we he never had a defined role. You know, he, you know, every year he had a different, you know, you know, every year he was trying to find his way into this offense and he, he just couldn't find a role. You know, obviously we know what his shortcomings was. You know, he couldn't, you know, defensively he was just, you know, he was all right. <laughs> you know, but you know, I, you know, on the offensive end, you know, he kind of he could become a black hole. You know, he's very ISO dominant, very ball dominant, but you cannot take away from the fact that he is us stone cold shooter man i mean i'm this, the homeboy can play man he can score and that's what we're missing from this second unit man you know we said it you know so i'm gonna get on the trade um terrible trade and again this echoes that 
terrible trade. You know, you got a player in return that barely plays. Uh, when he does play, he's just the ball is a black hole in his hands. You know, he becomes a non-factor. You know, two second rounders, but even one's in the back end of the second round. So at that point, you know, with those type of picks, you're looking at a developmental guy or a guy overseas. Um, so I don't see really what we got for him, especially with his performance, man. We could have got more. You know, I feel like the trade was rushed, and especially, you know, how many weeks was it before the deadline? You know, he could have waited on a little bit and, and right. kind of find the best package out there. I feel like he rushed it. You know, especially I know there was turmoil, you know, really wanted to leave, and, you know, there's turmoil in the locker room. But, you know, still, man, you know, as GM, you got to find the best package out there. You know, you control what, you know, personnel, you know, and personnel don't control what you got going on. And that's just the way it's supposed to be with a GM in the NBA. You control what's going on with personnel. And I feel like he should have set on and, and found a better trade. But, yeah, it's just it's sad, man, because really he should be in D.C. I know a lot of people are saying, you know, he's a Laker now. I get it. He should be a wizard. He's just. You know, we needed him for this this stretch run. And I firmly believe, man, two things. Number one, I truly do not believe that Ruhar Chamur was infringing on Denny Avia's minutes or his progression. I just don't believe that. Um, I feel like they could play the well. They played well together. I mean, you know, they, they there was times when on this show, we said it. They played well together on the second unit. So I, I don't buy that. Um, and two, it's just, ah, man, I just. <laughs> that that one point alone is just enough for me. It's just it doesn't make it didn't make any sense. The trade was just rushed, and so yeah, I'm not a fan of the trade, and it echoes the same sentiment about this franchise, which is dysfunction, and it's just unfortunate, man. Especially when you hear from former players and current players alike. So yeah, that's where I'm at with it, man. It's, it's very it's concerning a little bit because you're looking at Tommy Shepard and you're looking at Wes Unsell. Those are the two people you're looking at, and especially with them coming back next year. The microscope is even more on Tommy Shepard than Wilson Sell because of those comments. Because now they got they got to change some things about themselves, about the culture of this team, about prioritizing certain players, especially bringing back Kuzma and KP. You got to be able to find a way to get KP and Kuzma into this offense. You know, let the offense flow through one of them. But you know, things got to change in DC. So that's where I'm at. It it, it it was very concerning, and his comments rang true to a lot of people in his organization. So. Yeah, um, it's concerning to say that, you know, since since he got here, the team really believes in him. So he made it a point to really kind of throw a shot at the Wizards organization. He requested a trade. He wanted to start. He wanted to get more minutes. He wanted to get more shots. Um, yeah, he's a great scorer. Like you said, we wanted to see him rebound more, more and defend more. But once he left, the scoring off the bench, it really went down. It definitely hurt us uh, throughout that stretch of the season. We were trying to make that play-in slash playoff push. Um, the, the, it's funny because the game before he got traded, he had 30 points against the Magic. He had 30 points earlier in the season as well. Um, so that was funny, too. Yeah, the return that we got, um, I thought we could have done better, of course. Probably we're going to get a first-round pick. I know at first, uh, Tommy wanted to trade Rui for Jay Crowder. So that would have been a, probably even worse trade than what we got. We got three second-round picks and none. Somebody who's a non-factor who, who's not going to be back next season who didn't play well at all. Um, so Tommy had a rough year with trades trading uh, Monte Morris and Will Barton for KCP and then the Rui for Kendrick Nunn trade. Um, it also says that he added watching film with assistant coach Phil Handy, who has been huge. Um, so I don't know if that's a shot saying that the coaches didn't watch film. Of course the coaches watch film with him. But, um, yeah, you just hate, you hate to see another guy be successful on a playoff team and potentially win a ring and put up numbers like that when you clearly see that you needed that on the Wizards. But I think it wasn't to, to at the same time we knew that Rui was not going to be back next year because they were going to make a decision between him and Kuz. 
And of course, the year before that, him missing the games with uh, personal problems where he missed 40 games. I do think that hurt him as well, his development. And, you know, he could have started that year. He started, of course, the year with Westbrook started his uh, rookie season. And then that third year, he missed so many games. Uh, so that was a setback as well. Kind of fell out. of looked like he kind of fell out of favor with West Unsell Jr. And like you said, with the lineups, he didn't have to just be subjected to a six man. Some games, maybe you could try him as a starter. You could play him, Denny and Kuz at the same time. I don't think we saw enough of that lineup as well, where you had long wings who could, you know, just be active and finish around the rim and defend. Uh, I don't think we saw that enough and using Rui correctly as well. So some of it, yeah, it was on him missing the 40 games. Defense wasn't great. Um, like I said, black hole, mid-range assassin, didn't really want to pass the ball. But at the same time, he is very talented. I think out of all the young guys, I think he had the most upside, the most talent. And he's doing this next to LeBron, next to Anthony Davis in a big game against the Grizzlies uh, in a hostile environment where the Grizzlies, are, they're the higher seed. They were the favorite team. And they were down at one point. Um, and Rui and Austin Reeves had big games. So, yeah, this is this is, this is is another indictment on Tommy. You know, he's he's – I mean, he's not on thin ice. But when you win, you haven't won more than 35 games. You have a former first-round pick. You train for three second-round picks and, and, a, and a guy like none, and he plays well on another team. It's kind of like another um, X, X mark on Tommy Shepard's tenure here, in my opinion, yes. And I know Rui is, is – I know some people in the comments are going to be like, oh, Rui's not all this and that. That's what they say all the time. But he was a big help. And, um, yeah, it's just unfortunate. It's, it's going to be another wizard. You know, you look at all the wizards that leave and get better – um, you know, Bobby Portis on the championship team now. Gary Payton the second was here. He won a championship with the Warriors. You can go back to Ben Wallace and, and uh you know Joan Howard or um Rip Hamilton and Ben Wallace. And that's not Tommy Shepard's tenure, but still the Wizards organization, you just too many guys leave here and they get better and they just they're very successful with other teams. So um you look you look at Rui and, and he's added to the list with the Lakers now. Yeah, but you know what? Tommy Shepard should be on thin ice because I'm going to say why. Because his moves are the reason why they didn't make the playoffs or, or the play-in. Because think about it. You know, their their whole vision this year, which we shook our head at and just laughed at it because it was just the craziest, you know, was play-in tournament. But why didn't they make it? Why why did they fall in the second half of the season? Well, number one, you didn't have a best score. I mean, that trade alone just it killed it for the second half. You know, and then looking at Monte Morris and, um, and Will the Thrill, you know, the whole MO this season was getting better on defense and three-point shooting. Well, you traded that away <laughs> with KCP, which was the, really at the time outside of Denny was our best defender. And he shot – I don't I, I can't. I don't have the stats in front of me, but he shot at a high percentage last season with the Wizards yeah. from three-point. So, again, both trades took away exactly what we needed the most. And that's the that's the biggest thing about <laughs> those trades. It's like the, the thing you needed most, you, you gave it away. But then on the on the flip side, you're preaching, oh well, you know, we're, we're win now. Well, you you gave away the two most important. Look, I'll be real with you, KCP and Rui, probably the two most important pieces we lost. Because look look at where we at defensively, we went down outside of Delon. We we, we see how important Delon is, but you know, and, and then Ben scoring went down. So those two trades, yeah, they defined this year for Tommy, and a lot on this season is on Tommy. You know, West has a lot of. You know, West has a piece of, and obviously the players, but, you know, his trades were trash this season. Trash. I mean, they weren't good at all. Let's look at them. They were trash. We didn't get anything back in return that you can really say is part of the future. Montez, I mean, he's going to be bounced out of here in a year. I mean, he's not a long-term piece. You know, um, the thrill's already gone. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just, it, it's abysmal, man. The trades are terrible, you know, and then really, and I hate to be like this, man, but when you look at abysmal trades, it makes you look at other trades. 
was the KP trade really on him? Or was it kind of like, you know, hey, we got a player that's really injured. You got a scrub in Bertans and you got a uh, crypto guy and, and, <laughs> and Spencer Dinwiddie. Let's trade problems. Because look, at the time, look, and I hate to call it KP a problem, but in Dallas, he had a little friction with, with Luka. You know, they didn't exactly fit in with each other. You know, there was a little bit of friction in the locker room between those two because it was two alpha dogs where obviously it was Lucas team and KP coming over where he was kind of the alpha dog after Carmelo leaving the Knicks being a guy in New York. So there was a little friction in, in Dallas. So was it problem being traded for a problem? You know, it makes you look at other moves because, you know, at first I thought I was a big fan of the KP trade. You know, even a Daniel Gafford trade from Chicago is, is money. But then flip it around. Troy Brown, we, we you know, we're responsible for him, you know, really slowing down his progression. Because, again, what was his role in D.C.? Can anybody tell me what his role was? He didn't have a role. You know, he's, and that's just it's, it's crazy to me, man, because again and again, we hear the same noise coming out of this organization, which is they have no vision and nobody has a role. Nobody knows what they're doing. And it's just, yeah. And it, to me, it's frustrating, man. It's just it's frustrating because you're watching dysfunction and you're having players who are currently on your roster. Kyle Kuhn is saying it's dysfunctional. You're having former players and Spencer Dinwiddie, Bertans has said things. I mean, you've heard things from OGs like Gilbert Arenas has said things about the organization. Organization, excuse me. You know, John Wall said. I mean, it's just, the the list goes on, man. You know, after a while, you got to wonder. Not all of them have an issue where they're just going to come out with some noise. You know, there's going to be some truth to that. And so, it's just when you have this many players that continue to echo the same sentiment, which is this organization is happy being mediocre with no vision. And again, it's just another player saying it so it's, it's it's sad man it really is he yeah it, it is it is unfortunate um you saw Rui got better from the three-point line last year and this year he was scoring really well um like like you said another guy we could have used and, and and speaking of the trades to kp for bertons and then we and you, we got a second round pick that's a great trade of course but like you said it was a distressed asset and for zingas just didn't work out in dallas then the rest of us were trade um we got dinwiddie back it didn't work out Montrose Harold didn't work out uh, but Russell Westbrook, he asked for a trade. He wanted to go to L.A. He wanted to play with LeBron. So, really, Tommy had no choice. It was not like Tommy really manufactured the trade um, and just brought it up himself. It started because he was going to run a runner back with Russ uh, if Russ didn't re request a trade. So, yeah, Tommy Shepard's trade, yeah, you do have to look at him differently now. Uh, you really do, especially the, the way that things have worked out. Like, like you said, the, KPC, the KCP trade hasn't worked. Will Barr's not even here right now. So, uh, but yeah, I'll end it here. I, I wish Rui the best. He's going to play really well. He's going to have a good series, of course. Um, and I think he's going to be a great player for years to come. I think he's going to be really solid scoring this league for sure. So I'm, I'm definitely happy for Rui uh, for sure. And and like like you said, the Denny minutes, just to get minutes for Denny, I didn't like that excuse or reasoning. Yes, Rui did request a trade. He didn't want to be here. So it is what it is on that. And like I said, just let bygones be bygones. I wish the guy the best. So, all right, we're, we're going to get to the one mailbag question we have today. But before we do get to that, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Um, there was a time where I struggled buying tickets for the DC Defenders game, but I used Game Time to get them. Defenders are now eight and one. It's always a packed house. They're going to the playoffs. It's going to be a lot of fun. But Game Time makes it easier for you to buy tickets. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have game time is the place for last minute ticket deals forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football ba basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more the game time the game time app guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and roll for less 
Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code of LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, so the one mailbag question that we have for today is from uh, Paul Robinson. This is a, a loaded question, so we're probably going to have to break this question up in a couple episodes. Um, he said, is the Wizards going to be shaken up again since they are missing the playoffs again? Shaking my head. Who's leaving and who's staying? We'll probably do that later on who's leaving and staying. Very disappointing. Watching your favorite team all 82 games and not making playoffs. Shaking my head. Nothing to look forward to. Uh, what's your thoughts on what Paul said? Woo! All right. Um, who stays? Who goes? Right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna shake it up a little bit, man. I'm gonna um I'm gonna do what I would do if I was GM, and I'm gonna do what they're gonna do. And I'm gonna roll. I'm first. I'm gonna go with what they're gonna do. I don't see them shaking it up too much, but I do see, I I do see a trade. Um, obviously, I do think you know they're gonna bring back Kyle Kuzma, KP. They're gonna run it back with the side of three. Um, you know, Daniel Gaffer's back on an extension, and then you got Monte and Delon on the expiring contracts, and then you got the young guys, uh, Denny on the expiring contract and Kispert and uh Johnny Davis. So um this draft, man, is it's it's loaded, but you know, you're you you can you know, we have two big needs, which is 3D wing and point guard. You can only um fulfill one. So if you get a point guard, you know, either way, I think the trade is going to be either A, they're, they're going to package Monte and Denny and maybe a second rounder and try to go get a 3 and D wing. So whatever we didn't get in draft, I do solidly think they're going to try to move in a couple of aspiring contracts and try to get the other position. Because, I mean, looking at the draft, man, if you're in a position to get Cam Whitmore, you grab him. But if you but if you can't get him, homeboy and black, man, I'm trying to tell you. And Casey Wallace, man. So, yeah, that, that's how I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to come out, man. I think that's how the offseason is going to roll. Um, because look at it, man. You don't really need to make too many moves if you're bringing back the solid three. Because, look, one, you got the G League guys, you know, you got Jordan Goodwin, who's look, he's here, you know, ready for the NBA, man. Um, same thing with uh, Quinn Jackson, he's here, so utilize those two guys. You know, you got Jay Huff, so you, you know, we don't have to really make too many moves, but I think that's what's going to happen, man, with this offseason. There's not going to be too much of a shakeup. Um, I think that you know, we're going to grab somebody in the draft and. Whatever position we have a need, whether it's three D wing or point guard, they're going to move a couple of aspirings to get them. So, um, as far as me, what what would I do? <laughs> what would I do? I'm um, easy. Um, what I believed all year, man, I would let KP and Kuz walk. I would ask Bill where he wants to go. I would keep Gaff. I would package Denny and two a couple second rounders, get another first round pick, and I would use these young guys like Johnny Davis and Corey Kiss to see where they're at, and I would go young. I would rebuild his team, and that's just the way I th- – that's what I would roll with because, you know, my firm my firm belief is um, can this solid three be good enough to compete in the East to a certain degree? Yes, but I don't think it's a championship contender. And I think that the easiest way for this championship to get their first championship or this franchise to get their first championship since 1970s would be to rebuild the team, start from scratch. But – you know, obviously, I'm not the GM, so yeah, they're they're going to run it back, and I see it maybe you know a trade, but I don't see much else, man. Yeah, they're definitely going to run it back. Um, I mean, Tommy Shepard has said that numerous times. The reports have come out numerous times saying that they want these guys back. They want to run it back to solid three. Um, there's already talks about an extension with uh, Porzingis. 
Uh, they already talked about contracts with um, Kyle Kuzma as well. So uh, we know those guys are coming back. Um, they're not going to shake it up too much. They just don't have the, the the contract space or they're $8 million below the luxury tax right now where they are. And they, they haven't even given Kuzma his big deal yet. And they haven't even extended Porzingis yet. So um, they just don't have much wiggle room at all. Um, they're going to have to really rely on their young guys to make a leap, in my opinion. Like Danny's going to have to make another a leap. Corey's going to have to make a leap and Johnny's going to have to, you know, contribute and have meaningful minutes. And then they're really going to have to rely on their rookie pick as well. Now, as far as trades, um, I actually did look at some guys because Faisal Hassan, who asked a question, um, what would help the middle build? I actually came up with a couple names that we could trade for. We can talk about trades later on, um, you know, maybe a point guard. Uh, but like you said, in the draft, Gasson Wallace. Uh, maybe the Thompson twins, they're not point guards, but they would definitely bring some athleticism. Cam Whitmore would help. Um, Anthony Black. I like. I do like Hassan Wallace a lot. I do like Keontae George out of Baylor. Um, but some of the guys that I think that they could come back to that they had interest in before that sound a little bit realistic that won't break the bank, but they possibly could trade for like Emmanuel quickly from the Knicks. I just don't see the Knicks moving on from him. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, maybe they could go back to him, but the Celtics, uh, they really like him. Once again, if you get those guys, you're still in the playing or, or not making the playoffs kind of range. Uh, Markel Fultz, I think the Magic, they want to keep him, but he would be a good point guard addition. Um, three and D guys, I remember they're interested in Sadiq Bey uh, before the trade deadline. So that's a shooter that could come in and knock down threes and defend a little bit, still on a rookie deal. Chris Duarte, remember uh, Troy Halliburton came on the show and he said they were interested in Chris Duarte. He could come off the bench and provide some scoring for the Wizards. So Jay Sean Tate from the Rockets, they were interested in him. So those are guys that could possibly come in. So that's answering Fizel's question, but um, they're not going to shake this up, Paul, Paul Robinson. Uh, they're going to run it back. That's what they want to do. They believe in a solid three. And Tommy Shepard, Ted Leonsis, they want to get the two home playoff games if they can to make a profit or a home playing game if they can to make a profit. So they're they're not going to they're not going to they're not going to shake anything up or blow this thing up. Bill, they're going to try to build around Bill. Porzingis and Kuz is going to be back. But like I, I would kind of piggyback piggyback off what you would do, Brandon. Rebuild, start fresh. This is a good draft coming up. Um, I think they definitely should have um, tried to retool a little bit earlier than what they did. Of course, they were still in the playoff run, but they definitely should have lost every game possible to finish the season out so they could get better odds to even get a top four pick. Uh, in my opinion, I think that makes a, a pretty big difference, but I think there's some good guys, a pick one through 10. So um, that's how I feel about that, Paul, man. Very disappointed. Once again, you're watching your favorite team, all 82 games and not making the playoffs, shaking my head, nothing to look forward to. Tommy Shepard's 10 year. He has not won more than 35 games. Um, like I said, Paul, once again, we haven't made it past the second round since 1979. They didn't make playoffs. And you're going to pay all three guys and run it back and pay them $100 million and possibly possibly going to the luxury tax. And you didn't make the playoffs last year or the plan last year. So it's just, it's just questionable decisions by the front office for sure. I mean, it's, it's questionable, but it's also mind-raking, man, because he's yeah. famous for saying he's not going to go into the luxury tax. But <laughs> he's going to have to. You know, mm -hmm. I just – you know, it's just – they say one thing and they do a whole nother thing. It's just that that's what confuses a lot of things, man. You know, you tell us you don't want to tank, but I'm not the smartest dude, man, but I'm pretty sure those last games they were tanking. So, you know, it's just, I, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't, you just, I, again, a lack of vision and a lack of just not, not I, when you say lack of not knowing your role, it goes up all the way to the top, man. I mean, really, does Tommy know what he's at? I mean, what's the state of the franchise according to this ownership? 
Are we a contender? Are we a playoff team? Are we? I mean, what are we? I mean, are we a retooling? Are we? You know, that's the thing. We you really you don't know what the state of the franchise even is. You know, if we rebuild, you know, it's just, and that's why I'm at, man. It's just we just need some competency in in this franchise, man. As far as the front office and ownership, because you know, like I said, they tell you one thing, and then you know you're going to pay all three. And like you like you just said, e, you know, this solid three got you, but so far. So, but you're then you're going to invest probably 90 to 95 percent in the cap to these three guys. So, yeah, that, that you know, that I think this is the, the biggest thing that really irks a lot of fans is that you know, if you look at the most of the fan base, they're asking for a rebuild. And you know, there's a various you know, I know people say that, that the the silent mi- the minority is the people that want to rebuild, but that's um, come on, man. <laughs> most people I talk to want to rebuild, I'm just saying. So, you know, it's just they, they want to go one way and the fan base wants to go another. And unfortunately, they got to step up because I'm telling you, if the egg is in their faces in one to two years, it ain't looking good, man, because the fan base is going to get started getting nasty. I'm just saying. So the ball's in their court, man. You know, if they, if they really want to go forward with the solid three, they have to perform and they really have to become a contender in the Eastern Conference. So, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, we're going to get a quick word from Brandon. And we're going to probably do one or two hot takes and then wrap it up for today. Cool. All right, y'all. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. So you're asking, how does it work? Well, you pick two to six players, and if they go to score more or less than the Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. That is right, 25 times your money. No competing against other people, it's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. That includes the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA Golf, college football, men's and women's college basketball soccer wnba esports nascar tennis mixed martial arts boxing disc golf good god euro basketball cricket and more entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it is that easy i'm trying to tell you safe and fast withdrawals currently operational over 30 states and our neighbors to north in canada download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first time users can receive 100 instant deposit match up to 100 dollars with promo code locked on if you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Just don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. So, all right, let's get, we'll do the first hot take. This one is pretty simple. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys might laugh at a couple of these. Uh, let me find it because I know I texted to you, Brandon. Uh, but I know the first one was really about the post. So this is from No Breaks New on Twitter. I've been on his on his channel and his podcast before. Um, he said the Wizards would make the second round of the playoffs. Um, and I said that I did not agree with that, but I said they could make the playoffs. Uh, Brandon, I said I think you said that they could make the first round as well. Um, but, of course, they did not make the second round. They weren't even close to that. They didn't make a plan. Um, another hot take is – Brandon said that Bradley Bill would have an all NBA season. What were your thoughts about that? Man, I got to go back and check my cup. I mean, <laughs> man, I, yeah, I was, I mean, I, you know, really honestly, I thought that was possible in, in, the, in the beginning of the year, man. I thought that he was really going to come in there because I thought he was, you know, with signing that Supermax, I thought he was going to be very motivated, you know, trying to be a team leader, trying to be that franchise guy. And, you know, we, I said it all year long, man. When Bradley Bill steps back and becomes that scorer and not the guy bouncing the ball off his foot, then he's he could very easy accomplish that. He could have been an all-star. But, 
you know, this, you know, they got to really define roles. And it goes back to what we were just talking about, defining roles. You know what I'm saying? You know, he's got to go back to that score. He, he, he has no business bringing the ball up. You know, and that's another reason why we need a point guard in D.C. because we need a solid point guard. No more bringing the ball up. So, yeah, I know, man. <laughs> I, you know, it's just one of those things, injuries and not having a defined role. Got him, man. So. Yeah, I mean, he he had a good season, but once again, he missed games, and that's why it's hard to believe when when Tommy Shepard said that that Bradley Bill was in his prime when he played fifty games this year, forty games in 2022. Uh, 2020, 2021, he played a good amount of games, sixty games, but twenty twenty he played fifty seven. Of course, the the virus year, um, twenty nineteen eighteen, he played eighty two games those both both of those seasons, but the next four years he hasn't played over sixty games. Health and safety protocols, a couple injuries here and there the hand injury uh, the season where we traded for Porzingis. And then this year had a couple injuries, nagging injuries here and there, missing games. So it's hard to say somebody's in their prime and they're missing that amount of games uh, from Tommy Shepard. So if he didn't miss that amount of games, we won games, like like you said, as well, being better in a clutch. Um, I think he probably could have made at least the all-star game. Um, but his shooting percentages were really good this year. Um, 84% from the free throw line. He's, he's always been a good free throw shooter. He did shoot the ball a lot better from the three-point line, 36% from the three-point line, and uh, 55% from the field as well. So, I mean, he had – shooting the ball, he had a good season. Um, he always has a, a solid season shooting the ball. I mean, he was pretty bad from the three-point line, but this year was a lot better. Um, but, yeah, he, he just wasn't close to all NBA. I mean, especially when your team is playing the way they're playing. And, um, you know, I, like like I said, overall, he had a good seed, seed, uh, good a solid season shooting the ball. But you just got to be available, and you have to be the deciding factors in, in winning games and finishing games. Too many games were just left on the table. A Hawks game where he goes down and, and shoots the ball off the backboard. The Hornets game where he had a good game, but we ended up losing that game because he lost the ball off his foot. The Miami Heat game in Miami, he lost the ball on his foot as well. Too many games that I can count on the top of my head where it's coming down to a last-second shot, and he's, he's losing the basketball. So, um but yeah, I mean, he's been all NBA before in the 2021 season, but this year, just not quite. Just too many games missed. So, um, but yeah, we'll do that, and then we'll get to my bad hot takes in episode. Episode, but we want to we want to thank you guys for listening once again and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now for tomorrow on the show, make sure you guys listen to my bad hot takes. And we're gonna do a couple uh, mailbag episode uh, episodes, and we're gonna do some grades of players. We're gonna grade every player on the team, and we're gonna grade players as well and people i mean coaches as well going to grade some uh west Huntsville jr and of course tommy shepherd so stay tuned for that so that should be a lot of fun all right you guys thank you guys for listening hell to the wizards peace